Michelle. Hi, honey. So, DragCon, we just finished DragCon. You know, as you guys know, we, we bank these er, uh, earlier than when they come on. They know, and they don't even care. They don't care. They, they don't love care. us anyway. Well, listen to us. Yeah. People want to listen to us. I'm always surprised at who listens to this thing, you know? Did you hear it as much as I heard it at DragCon? Yeah, I certainly did. It's like overwhelming. Well, what's funny is that, um, uh, you know, I, you know, something I've always done my whole career, which is, one of the reasons I'm able to get out and do a lot of things is I tell myself this little story that I says, well, you know what? Nobody's listening to this. Just do be yourself. Nobody's listening right. to this. Do you do that? There's a lot of times where I'm like, who's watching anyway? Five people are watching. I don't care. Like, that's my line. Yeah. And it, it sort of takes so the pressure it. off because right. I, don't, I don't think about how many people are listening. Obviously, I know the sh- it's popular and I, I know that people listen to it, but I, I dig it. I dig it. It's cool. It's, it's cool. Uh, and I said to them, obviously... Everybody that here is here loves our TV show. Yeah. But there's something really special about them saying, we listen to the podcast all the time. Yeah. Now, so you you did the, the obviously, DragCon is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You were there every day. All day, every day, each day. So last year, the VIP, I think, was only like two to four or two to six. Two to six. Mm-hmm. And this year, it was two to eight. Okay. So it was extended. So I did all day. Every day. And what do you do for them? You take pictures. Magic tricks. Okay. Um, soliloquies. Okay. No, I actually stand there. Um, I got a step and repeat, stand in front of it, uh-huh. come in. You know, each one gets in line. They take a picture, talk to me, you know, get to know them just for a little bit and move and on. How much, how much would somebody have to give you for a handy? Um, I don't, I don't really think I need to get paid. <laughs> That's just an extra rude. Don't be silly. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, you know, I'm there the whole time. I'm, I'm taking pictures, standing there, taking pictures. And and, and I, I heard your voice the, the, on Sunday was a little raspy. Yeah, it still is. It yeah. still is a little raspy. Um, Because you're, first of all, you're collecting, and this, I might sound metaphysical and weird right now, but you're collecting everybody's energy. Energy, yeah. yeah. And because I hug each and every person that comes to me. Do you slip them the tongue? Some, if they're lucky. Uh-huh. That costs extra. Okay. Um, you absorb their energy, yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah. You don't know them, um, so you don't know what you're taking on. So I think that has a little something to do with it. Then there's the cold. It was freezing yeah. in that convention center which yeah. i'm sure everybody was grateful for especially the queen and you're wearing a bra and panties and that's all i ever wear <laughs> i did wear a harness on the last day oh okay that was... i wore a sling that's yes! so funny i mean simpatico yeah so um i think the talking the whole weekend and and you're talking over music i mean it's it's a big room and there's echoing and there's you know you, clapping it, and yeah, cheering cheering and... going on so you you end up raising your voice so by sunday I am horse like you. And yeah. then I do the the um, keynote address. So I always have to remember, oh, save your voice because you have to talk at the very end of all of this. And then after your lovely keynote, I went to the Orpheum and hosted the DragCon first official pageant. Oh, my goodness. Did you have voice left for that? I Barely. Yeah. So that was a tough push. But I pushed. It was a microphone. And I've performed there before. You the, said tough push. That sounds like Yiddish. It's a tough push. Tough push. But it's actually English. Yeah. And I, pu- I had to push through it. And I, I felt myself. You know, yeah. when you're you're at the limit, you know you're yeah. kind of shouting. Yeah. And that's where I was. Right. Which is why I kind of sound a little bit like Brenda Vaccaro today. Yeah. Who, by the way, I saw. What? At, I saw her at um, Bergdorf Goodman's in New York. She, uh, I was seated at a, seated at a table. And I, I turned around and went. Oh, hi. Recently? She, yeah. 
yeah, this was last week. And she was just walking, walking by. And, I, and she said, hi, and kept walking. She didn't know you. She didn't know me. And but you know her. I, I know her, and I wish I, I was trying to explain to my friend how who that was. I wish she could have talked to you. I know, in that voice, that in the voice. Brenda Vaccaro hi, voice. This For, is Brenda Vaccaro. I think Vaccaro. we've talked about her we commercial have, have, here. Yeah, yeah anyway. Uh, you know, she's on, she's on, I think, uh, I think, I know of two episodes of Murder, She Sat Down, and she wrote that she's on. She's not working now. No, no. You know, she's like 78. Yeah, she's old. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I can say that I just... Have you ever eaten the, at the restaurant at uh, Bergdorf's? I don't think so. There's a restaurant on the ninth floor that is... Um, it's very, you know, everybody goes up there because it's um, it's kind of Tony and uh, very chic. It's kind of... I mean, the food's okay, right. but it's kind of brilliant to sort of go up there. Kind of like the Barney's here where we went for lunch that way here in L.A. Remember when we had lunch at Barney's? I do not. Lola, Rue... I just called you Lola. Uh -huh. Rue, you and I went... To lunch at the Barney's in Beverly Hills. It's Barney's. Do not and we remember. saw famous people. Okay. So it's probably that same feel. Yes. Okay. Now, I just cut you off. You were about to say something. Um, it wasn't about Brenda Vaca. It was about, oh, your voice. The voice. So I, I pushed it to the point where, you know, it kind of, it was going to happen. It was going to sound It was going like to happen. Yeah. But the mic was not giving me the volume that I needed. Your mic didn't sound nice. No, and, and check one, check two. Yeah. It didn't sound good enough. Like I kept saying, I yeah, need my volume. You know what? You needed. Well, you needed a monitor so that you could, because I bet it. they could hear you. They you probably could. I was probably screaming like a maniac. But it was a really fun. Let's talk about the pageant. Because what was, was it? What? Because Porkchop won something. Let me explain. Okay. Wait, no, hey, no, you no shady shade, bitch. no, that came out wrong. That, I know, I know, I know. Came out wrong. <laughs> Porkchop, as you all know out there, was the first person eliminated. on Drag Race to be eliminated. Episode one. Episode one. Queen one. Yes. Yes. So, but we talk about her all the time. Oh, it's been the, her best thing ever, to be honest. <laughs> she. Um, so this pageant was meant to be uh -huh. um, the first eliminated of <gasps> every season. How brilliant! Whose brilliant. idea was that? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was World of Wonders, Brandon yeah. Voss, maybe combined. Yeah. So there was people that said absolutely not, and I'll name names. Cause I don't care. Okay. Elisa Summer said no. Have, have you ever seen her since then? Absolutely not. Does I don't she even still know in she's, the business? I don't know. Magnolia Crawford said no. Yes, I remember her. Um, she, I don't. I and I know she quit the business. From she did, it, and I don't know okay. if she's back in. But right. Um, Phoenix was a no. Phoenix was second though. Was Phoenix first? Well, then maybe first? that's why she was a no. Was Phoenix was Venus first and Phoenix second? Yes, that's okay. right. Yeah. Um. Then then that was in my head. I know that James James Mansfield was in it and then pulled out. Okay. Um. But I'll tell you who ended up doing it. Who? So Coco Montrese, because she was All Stars yes, 2. Right, right. right? Mm -hmm. All Stars 2, Three. yes. No, 2. two. Okay. All Stars 2. Um, Naisha Lopez. Uh huh. Tempest Du Jour. Uh huh. Um, pork Chop. Yep. And the other white meat. The other white meat. Pork. La, la, la. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm trying to see in my Let's head who see. performed. Um, who um, else? Uh, it's pretty ballsy of them. It no was, pun intended. Um, Van Vanessa, you might know her. Vanessa Vanji Mateo. What's the name? Miss Vanji. <gasps> I think I know Miss her. I'm not sure. What season Vanjie. was that? What season would that be? Um, 17. Okay. Yeah. Do you know her from that? I think so. Um, and you know what? Miles Davis Moody um, uh, tweeted me this morning because um, I talked about Miss Vanji on my tweet. And he said, he said, he said, I'm evangelical oh my god i'm is an that evangelical I, you know i love that miles 
Davis, Miles Davis Moody. Moody. He's so funny. Well, he's hot. Well, too. he's so hot. But to be that hot and to be that smart and that funny and clever—that's what—that's what just kills me. And people don't realize how he's how really funny smart. he is and smart. Yeah. I miss him. I wish he was on the show. Well, why isn't he? Was it his? Well, choice? I think he got a boyfriend. You know how that is. Oh, the boyfriend is. didn't like. I it. don't know how that works. You know, uh, he he wasn't interested anymore. You know, that's a shame. But he's one of that. You've seen. You've had friends who get boyfriends and they they just sort of sort of drop out of the scene I've had I've lost friends because of that yeah. meanwhile I didn't tell you this I forgot about New York what guess you know I went out clubbing I went club we hopping. did talk about that which is literally I couldn't even believe it when the people told me they'd seen you and texted me I was like no that's yeah no, no. I, I had a friend from out of town in town and George was there and so you know I like to put on some fabulous outfits and just go and we'll end up going to a club or someplace for 10 minutes you I know? love that I popped into a club on little 13th street behind my old house and there lo and behold was your friend Jody and she took care of us too Cielo Jody, you went Cielo. to Cielo I went to Cielo she's st- Listen, she's been a friend of mine since I'm 21 years old, yep. 20 years old. I was with her when I turned 21. We yeah. had the same birthday, Jody and I, September yeah. 20th. The fact that she is still doing this, she ran the shadow forever. First, she was at um, the green one, Emerald City. Oh, yeah. I remember Emerald City. And then she moved on. I met her at Hot Night in the Bahamas when I was in Seduction. You're kidding. No, that's when we met in the Bahamas at a Hot Night, one of those music things that you go and buy tickets and yeah. you rent, right? And then we stayed friends all along. Uh, she then she moved on to uh, the co- underground. The underground. Co- no, that's the, she was a coat check girl there. Uh huh. That it was, was a love machine at the same time as like Emerald City was up. Oh, that okay. was like a different night. Yeah. She worked all the clubs that, and that was a what's his face, Larry T. And the guy who ran those Peter, nights, Peter Go- No, Gation? not Peter oh, Gation. Rudolph. Nope. The cute Stephen. Oh, Stephen Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Him. It was his thing because she worked for him at some of his parties. Then she moved on to the Shadow for a hundred years. Oh, the Shadow. Yes. That I was like the that. premier black club in New yeah. York City for a hundred years, and the neighborhoods kept trying to get them out because it was loud music. Whatever yeah. they didn't want that element. It was really racist and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. So finally, the neighborhood won because yeah. they rebuilt. That was like a twenty-first or twenty-something, uh-huh. and then she went to Cielo. That bitch. Is still doing that still nightclub. Doing, she looks good, too. She looks great. Yeah, yeah. She's been, like, um, get, training to be a personal trainer. Okay. That's why she looks so good. With them titties? Them them titties that make mine look like a starter kit. Yeah. They are huge. She can be a personal trainer with them titties? She literally said to me, they're not that big. And I was like, okay. And she's a little bitty girl. 5'2", f- 5'1". Five was a gymnast, so she has a brick shit house of a body. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks great. I can't believe you ran into her. Did she say ran, something? Yeah, she came over and said, um, "Hey," and I was like, "How do I know you?" And she said, uh, "I'm Jody from the Love Machine." I went, "Get out!" Still doing it. Get out. Still doing it. I tell you, when I was there, um, I went everywhere. Saw Why? shows because I had friend from out of town. Right. George, you know, when when George did my job. When I'm with my husband is to entertain him. But he likes to stay home with you. He's a homebody he too. He likes that too. But you know, um, he, he likes to go see some shows and stuff. He yeah. won't go see no plays. Right. Uh, but um, we. That's saw when you sh- went to see like the Mickey Howard situation. I know that was here, but like those are like you yeah. go to BB King's and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Got and it. I, you know, I wanted you know I want to go out. You know, I know it's important for me to step out. You know, I told you years ago. I read my someone did my chart online. I somehow stumbled across my natal chart. Someone know, knows when I was born, which is um, it's, uh, it's at 758 
p.m. on November 17, 1960, in San Diego, California. And so someone went and did my natal chart, and I read it from time to time. It always says, you know what, bitch, you could run the world if you get out of the house. Your inclination. Well, that's the Scorpio thing, too. Your well, inclination. I, I guess. Meaning to be inside. To be inside. Yeah. I like to be to myself. And um, uh, I, I read this thing from time to time to remind myself. He says, you can rule the world if you t- go outside. You, c- you can change the, the pH balance of a room by going in there. Well, that's and true. So You do. So I will go out and I'll, I'll put on a fancy outfit and I'll go. A friend from out of town. We were uptown, downtown, on the train, in shows. We went to see this Judy Garland. Uh, it's called the Judy Garland Show. How was it? Where this queen. Was it a drag queen? It was a drag queen okay. doing Judy Garland. Singing? Singing. Live? Like Joey Arias Monologues would do? the whole nine yards. And it was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. And it was right next, it was on 40 something, right next to something called Dyke's Lumber. How how about that? I know Dyke's Lumber. You know Dyke's Lumber? Yeah. Yeah. They have that in New Jersey too. I, you know, I'm going to New York on, we have a little break. When? When are you going? We have a little break in July. Oh yeah. And Lily is going to college. And uh, we said, uh, and I'm going to talk to you about this as a sidebar and we could talk about it on here. Uh, We were trying to decide where to go, but long story short, they all decided we want to go back to New York. We want to see shows before. Oh, oh, for a vacation. Yeah. So um, I was thinking of what to see. I bought our tickets. I told you to Dear Evan Hansen. And then I want to see Come From Away and some some other shows. But somebody recommended something that you've done and I haven't done that I think she might really like, and it's Sleep No More. Yeah, Sleep No More. Do yeah. you think she'd love that? I think so. I think so. It is. Um, I guess there's, is there an age limit on I that? I don't think so. She's 18. Okay. Yeah, well, there you well, go. Well, I had my navel chart done, and it said, you're fat. <laughs> Thank you. The end. I had my natal chart done, too, by Susan Miller uh-huh. of Astrology Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we used to do the radio. Yes. And um, she came back when I was doing a different radio station without you, and she did my full chart and she gave it to me and I still have mine too. I have to find Mm. it. But she literally said to me that she's not, this chart is akin and I'm not joking. I feel like an asshole saying it. It's akin to Bill Gates where all of my action is on the top of the Mm -hmm, chart. And mm -hmm. she's like, you're going to be beyond wealthy. Now, that hasn't happened, but mm. she didn't give me a tip the way you, the person said to you, mm-hmm. you just need to get out yeah. of the house. Yeah. So that's really good, whoever did your chart. To I say. don't know who did it. This is from some, I think it's called Astro... Glide. Astro Glide yes, yes, did it. I know it. The personal lubricant uh, did my <laughs> your natal, natal chart. chart. And it was good. Yeah. I, I think uh, we had a good time with it. In fact, I posted from time to time on my Twitter account. I'll post it again for people if they want to see it. But it's interesting to, to get that sort of insight into yourself and to, to sort of go against certain inclinations so that you can move forward. Yeah. You know. Your chart can only do so much for you. Yeah. What it does is it sets you up, you know, planetarily mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of take advantage of all that you know, this atmosphere or whatever this Mm -hmm. universe has to offer you, Mm -hmm. but it's up to us to kind of do the heavy work, the heavy lifting. It's just there going, okay, bitch, there's the stage. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, see, you know, I do much better, like with your family, I do much better when I'm doing it for George or a friend or something where I'm being propelled out. And also, you know, truth be told, I love being able to show off and, and show off how smart I am and how I can make, I can turn a night into something phenomenal. You I should mean, be. You we, should be. We proud of literally that. would go to some fabulous restaurant to on top of 
uh, the Standard Hotel, which is so fabulous. They have that club up there. Or go to a hotel for, for dinner, which a lot of people don't think of doing unless they're staying in the Especially hotel. Especially in New York, yeah. Especially you don't think about that stuff. Shows and, and, you know, we just going at the Monster where there's, you know, 13 people downstairs in there or jazz club, whatever. But um, I want to do all that. I'm going to do Sleep No More with her, even though it's not July, my thing. But weren't we filming in July? Yeah, there's a little break. But aren't we going to be doing that secret project? Yes, I'll that be break? back in time for that break. Okay. For that. Don't okay. you worry, girl. I got okay. it all done with them. How many days are you going to be in New York? Five nights. Five nights. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So we're going there. I booked Dear Evan Hansen. I'm going to do Come From Away. Um, I'm thinking the even, share thing will probably be there too. Do you think that is going to be okay? It's uh, well, it's it's share. I mean, you know, um, uh, Donna Summer and share. I mean, <laughs> T- Tina Turner will probably be there too. Yes, Tina Turner's haunted. And listen, we got to take a break. We'll be right back with more. I believe everyone should have their own therapist. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it's something you should do for yourself, and that's why Talkspace is such an important company to be in the company of. I have been a therapist since 16 years old. Wow. And my daughters have been in it starting at eight, very young. You know, Lily started in a back brace at the age of seven. Mm. And I thought talking to somebody could help her. Yeah, sure. Just not feel so different. Yeah. So we started her in therapy at eight. Not everybody's able to do that. That's right. Not everybody's insurance covers it. I have RuPaul. Not everybody has RuPaul to be a therapist. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you kids need is that computer with the internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. And that means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Because sometimes you think, Ru, you know, with work and and second jobs and whatever, you know, you can't think of fitting anything else to your life. You're a parent, you're a spouse, whatever. You're so busy. With Talkspace therapy is the easy, easy way to go. All you need to do is send your therapist a message. Get something off your chest wherever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges wherever you are, at work, at home. Just chat about life. There's no extra commutes, no leaving the office, no judgments. The Talkspace platform is over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face, you guys. You are not alone. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Rue and use the offer code RU to get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com offer code RU. You know, Michelle, so many companies are looking for qualified people to work for them. Well, listen, they needn't look any further than Zip Recruiter. It's really difficult sometimes to scour all these websites, yes. you know. It's like you have to have a full-time job looking for the people. Why not have Zip Recruiter do that for you? You are busy running a company. You know what I'm saying? With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Zip Recruiter learns what you are looking for. They identify the people with the right experience and then they invite them to apply for your job. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on Zip Recruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. 24 hours? Okay. And oh. no juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with Zip Recruiter's easy to use dashboard. Find out today why Zip Recruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, What's the T listeners can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free. Hey. God, we love that F word here. Free. <laughs> Just go to ziprecruiter.com slash rue. That's ziprecruiter.com slash or you are you. Oops, one more time again. Ziprecruiter.com slash rue. We are back. We've got special guests coming up. Who, uh, who's uh, Lena Dunn? Lena Dunn. Lena Dunn is our special guest, and uh, 
Lots, lots more to come. But Michelle, you're talking about this trip to New York. Yeah. What, what were the runners up? What were the oh, other places you, you guys were thinking of going? So originally it was going to be Hawaii again. Yeah. But then we thought, um, this is too short of a time. Yeah. It really, you know. Yeah, I mean, though, it's four hours away from Los Angeles. Where right. Are we no, now? six hours, baby. Oh, we're in Los Angeles. It's a yeah. six hour flight. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Where you go, wait a minute, where am I? Do it all the time. All the time. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if other people do that. Well, people that travel a lot yeah. do it, for sure. When I was in seduction, every morning I would call my mother and I would go, where am I? Yeah. Where am I? She would know more than I did. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because you forget, especially when it's you're touring, weird. you know. Weird. It's yeah. weird. Though the runners up were um, Hawaii. Again, we didn't want to go for four days. Mm. That's fair. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's lovely, but, but you want it's only it. four hours away. Six? Where is it four hours? From Los Angeles? I thought it was four hours. No, it's five and a half hours. Uh. Um, so anyway, not the point. Then the other option was, I thought, let's do, let's go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Mexico. So I immediately texted Ross, and I immediately texted Carson. Mm-hmm. Carson is Cabo. Ross is Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. I've never been to either. I've only ever done Cancun. Mm-hmm. And like where the cruise, I never did the that. The, yeah. You know the pretty what it Baja. All uh, that. Uh, no, it's um it's uh, Rec- Riviera, the Mexican Riviera. Okay, never did that. Never yeah. did Acapulco. Yeah. Anyway, they both gave me the ups and the downs. And then Bianca <laughs> texts me and goes, "Bitch, if you're going to go to Mexico in July, you need to know that it's like walking into Louisiana humid." Okay. Literally, that's all he needed to say, and I was mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And then both Carson and Ross said that it, not only is that true, the gays come in November. Okay. That's the time to go. So now I'm going to go, but I'm going to go in November. And David, like, I know it's humid in New York, but nowhere near what it would be right. in Mexico. Right. So then David said, let's try Banff or Canada, Victoria. So I offered Canada or New York, landslide New York. Yeah. Because you can do so much. It's New York City. That's true. You know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about Toronto and how much I love Toronto. Toronto is a great city. I love Vancouver also. I love Vancouver. Vancouver is one of my favorite cities in the world. Me too, and Victoria. But, you know, Toronto has something really beautiful about it, which is this mosaic of cultures that New York also has. But... It, it, it Toronto reminds me of the old New York. There's a certain easiness about it, and n- not everybody in the city has to be a millionaire to be there. You know, no, like Vancouver is very expensive too, though. I'm sure, I'm sure, um, but, but but it doesn't feel so exclusive the way New York feels now. No, agreed. New York is outpriced itself. Yeah. Um, Lily got into UBC, which is University of British Columbia, and then and that's in Vancouver. And she and David went to visit it, and they were sending me pictures. Literally the most gorgeous things. It's I've gorgeous. Ever. I, yeah. And UBC is on an island. What is it's UBC? University of British Columbia. Uh. It's breathtakingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Breathtakingly beautiful. But she ended up choosing Reed because she felt Vancouver was too overwhelming. It was so big. Yeah. So she's going to Portland. Yeah. Portland's great. Portland's a great, great choice. You know, it's it's funny that, you know, I always tell people that, you know, uh, you, you have to give yourself six months for your body's rhythm to adhere and to catch up to the rhythm of, bitch, you can shut that door. He's coming in this room acting all like, oh, I got, oh, we oh, won't let me hear that, honey. up in here. We won't hear it. You have it's to you have to give yourself six months for the rhythm of the city. Sounds like a DeBar song. Can you feel the rhythm of the city? Of the night, yes. <laughs> um, for for your body to adjust to it. And, yes. And anyone out there who's listening, if you're moving to a new city, budget in six months for your body to acclimate to because the rhythm of that city you know when you move somewhere you start like i've met a lot of people who are like we're new here i'm like how do you like it they're like eh, but they're new new like, new like yes. two months three months new new yeah, yeah yeah and it's like they've been here for a month or two months 
it's not enough time. None of you have to, your old self literally has to die and allow your new self to emerge. And once you re, you know, come out of that cocoon, it'll Wait, all what did be you just call me? Called you cocoon, uh -huh, bitch. Uh -huh. They're going to get used to it because there is um there is a mourning period yeah. where you're homesick. Sure. Even if you didn't have friends or family where you left behind, your body like Rue said becomes acclimated. Yeah, cuz you know most people stay in the place that they were born in. Very few. I always have to, you know, hats off, um, light is up to all the bitches out there who have decided, you know what? Yeah, my family's here, but I'm going to move to California. I'm going to move to wherever. That's not easy. Not easy. It's not a easy. big decision, especially when you do it on your own. Yeah. And you're like, I ain't staying right. I knew them. Like, I couldn't get out of South Plainfield fast enough. Yeah. I knew there was nothing there for me. Right. No disrespect to the people that had decided to stay and raise their families. Mm -hmm. It just had nothing for me. I feel like it didn't support me. It yeah. didn't want me there. It mm -hmm. told me, go get to New York. Out. Get the fuck out. Like, yeah. it was the sunken place. Yeah. I needed to get out. And get out, I did. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't know when I'm going to vacation. I always do micro vacations where That's it's what a this few is. days. Yeah. You know, a few days here, a few days there. And staycations are wonderful, too. And I know... Yes, I do. I love a staycation. And a lot of Have people... Have you ever stayed at Shutters in, in Santa Monica here? I've been... Goomba Johnny used to stay there all the time. And I mm. met him there once. And I was like, this is the most beautiful... It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's right on the water in Santa Monica. It's a great place to go for a night. It's not cheap, but it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would even venture to say we can do a hop on, hop off. You know, those buses with the double... Yeah. All those things are really smart to do in, in your hometown. If you're by a city, go. If you live by Nashville, or, you know, go to these places and do these staycations. You find out shit about your, your world that you never knew existed. Oh, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, you could do a staycation where you buy, you put on another, a, take on another identity for a weekend. You know, buy yourself several different pussycat like wigs. Like role-playing? several different pussycat wigs, a China doll wig, and say, you know what, uh, and maybe even a, a face keeny. Okay. A face that A face kini is what Rue wore on his face in that Martian episode. By the yeah. way, the people, Chakra, I think, that made your visors, uh -huh. they were selling the visors at DragCon. I think yeah. they went in like five minutes. They're all gone? They sold them out? I, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Everybody had them. Everybody bought them. Those, yeah. that But they didn't so have mean. that high top ponytail. They did not have the high top ponytail. Uh -huh. I wish you could have seen my lips. I, I painted a big square like a clown right here so that if the the mouth of the face can the mouth over, hole yeah anyway you'd still see big red lips but what i saw sitting next to you was so life fulfilling because i saw those big red lips yeah. i didn't know there was a square under it uh -huh. but it didn't matter because yeah. what was coming through was like it was just tranimal it what? was Tranimal. Did you ever see the Austin Young kind of portraiture of the Tranimals? I'm going to look it up. It's Austin Young? Austin Young, the photographer. Tr Tranimals. Did a whole portrait thing. Is that, is that uh, politically correct? I mean. Tranimal? That's what they called them. I'm not being. It was a. It was an art thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not being mean. No. But it reminded me of that. Yeah. So Well, much. the face kini is brilliant. I love me a mask. Where does one get a face kini? Uh, you can get them online. You get them online. They they come from Japan, and it, you know what they're do, they're for people who don't want to get any sun on their face at all. You know. Oh, is that what they were made for? They're made for it's for the beach. That's why they call a face kini. Like these were the Tranimal oh, pictures. Oh, I see. It's a it's a um a collage. It's real Austin life stuff. Young photography. Yes, and it's, it's they're like, real life pictures that have been collaged people's faces. No, in they were that's, painted. That's a, no that that right there is a collage, girl. These are look closer. 
the, the face is real, but the other parts look like they've been attached in another way. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like um, with CGI, how yeah, you would say it. Right. But I think, yeah, maybe. I guess you're right. I don't know. But it's an Austin Young. Yeah, this obviously would have to be. Yeah, that, that is right yeah. there. So yeah. you're right. But he did a whole series of them that were They're like beautiful. They're gorgeous. gorgeous. And that's what that was giving me. Because yeah. those lips were ginormous. Yeah. You had that crazy printed, um, what do you call it, face kini. Yeah. And then you had that snatched high ponytail uh-huh. and those chakra visors. Uh-huh. That's, the, the company who sells him are chakra? C-S-H-O-K-R-A. Wait, you got to slow that shit down, bitch. I am, I'm old. I cannot spell. Honey, you're young at heart. Wait, wait. S H. Wait, okay, S A. I see S and I see an H. O. Uh huh. K. S H O K. Uh huh. R A. Oh, chakra. Like sounding it out. Yeah, chakra visors. Yes, that's very hot. Well, you know, if you were, you know, how fabulous is it to be somewhere that you know and to just sort of change change your identity like that talk about a vacation yeah you know exactly but that's a really fun idea yeah so get yourself some pussycat wigs some cha-cha heels cha-cha heels some, a chakra visor chakra visor and go out in your neighborhood and tear it up yeah go to the la brea tar pits i've never been to the la brea to, did i say la 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 brea la 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 brea la 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 <laughs> it's so touristy. You know where I have been over there, which is across the street, is the Peterson Auto Museum. Because, you know, I love cars. What's that? It's it's a museum. It's this beautiful red and silver architectural uh, um, building at the corner of Wilshire and Fairfax. And it's a car museum? Here in Los Angeles, it's a car museum. It's called the Peterson Auto Museum. And it's fabulous. I don't know. Maybe it costs $15 again. Because you, know, you love, love cars. your cars. I love cars. Yeah. The most beautiful cars in the world. It's a great place to visit if you're in L.A. Uh, a David great would place. love that. He I would think. love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so beautiful. Go online. You can get tickets online. The Peterson Auto. With a D or a T? With a T and an E. It's uh, Peter and then Sin. S-E-N. S-E-N. Got it. Yes. Because, you know. There's a Peterson, P-E-D-E-R, so we wanted to make sure. P- and they make bacon. What, so what do you, oh, oh, I love bacon. Yes, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> That's her magic word, yeah. honey. So now tell me this. Um, if you were to stay to here, tell, to tell someone to go a place in L.A. that would be a nice place to visit, or where would you tell them to go? Okay, so everybody that comes to L.A., in my experience, whether they're friends of friends or families, they all want to go to the beach. And I live out that way. Yeah. Your beach is going to be different than my beach because yeah. I live so fucking far. Right. So I tell everybody to go to Zuma because Zuma's where we go yeah. to the beach. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yes, a lot of families, a lot of kids, but Zuma is lovely. And there's a restaurant called Paradise Beach mm. and or Paradise Cove, one of them. Mm-hmm. I'd look it up. It's right on the beach, the point where... You can walk right out and you can eat on the beach. Okay. And there's tables and you overlook the ocean and it's not like fancy like those other ones, yeah. Giorgio's or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. So I would tell them to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest even though, thing. Even though even in California, the water is cold. It's never what? It's never warmer than 67 degrees. It's always freezing. They don't necessarily want to go in the water. Yeah. They want to say they want to see surfers. Okay. They want to go to Malibu. All right. And Zuma's in Malibu. Yeah. And all of that is part of the fantasy. And you can drive up and down PCH, which to me is another thing which I tell people to do. Which is the Pacific Coast Highway. And, you know, years ago um, um, when I was uh, uh, when we first started doing drag race, on Sunday mornings I would drive – I would make a pilgrimage on Sunday mornings to drive up to Cher's house on the, on, on PCH. PCH. And, it's, and you just look it up. You know, you, you'll see it. And I would – 
go there and then turn right back around and come back into the city. Well, David and I do that because my I, new... Of course, I wouldn't knock on the door or anything. No, you just go look. And a lot of celebs, these homes are $80 million homes, $60 yeah. million well, homes. Well, I think hers is. I think hers was on the market at one point for $45 million. $45 so it's million. That expensive. So it's a bargain. Yeah. Um, my, I know on my vision board and in my my vision work that I do where I want to own a house because we rent. You Would don't you call own. it a vision quest? Oh, it's a vision quest mm-hmm. starring Cooch. Yeah. And I want to live in Lake Sherwood. And this is new to where us. Is that? Exactly. Lake Sherwood. Exactly. Didn't yeah. know about it until we went, David and I went, you know how you do open houses? Yeah. David and I have been scouring neighborhoods because we've had this argument. He thinks we live too far out. Yeah. And the thing is, moving closer, you don't get as much for your money. Oh, please. You, you don't. You really don't. You don't. You don't. But you look, don't. you get so much more. Like what? Just a shorter you, commute? You get to be in the city and you get to be around civilization. <laughs> some damn <laughs> some damn raccoons. Oh, my God. Yeah, What'd I said it. I said it. Okay. So Lake Sherwood is where we want to live, on the lake. And we just drive there on the weekends. It is so beautiful. Now, there are gated communities that we can't get in. Uh-huh. And there, um, Miss Britney Spears lives there. At Lake in Sherwood. In Lake Sherwood, but she lives in the country club yeah. area. There's a country club there. Uh-huh. It is peaceful, serene, yeah. gorgeous. You could probably get a home, maybe not on the lake, on the lake, for one point something, maybe two. Yeah. But the on the lake, on the lake, that's when you're talking yeah, Britney Yeah, but Michelle, money. besides, you know, you are in the, sh- the business of show. And I have you a car. You need to be here in the city. And you spend a lot of time in traffic, don't you? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> but I don't have no but traffic. But I, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Like, I find driving really peaceful. I like to drive. Doesn't bother me. Right. So, um, but David is like you. He's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Because once the kids are out, I want to audition. Yeah. That's fine. I don't mind going to Studio City. I don't even mind going to West Hollywood. But yeah. I am going to have a dog. I am going to need a yard. So things have, you know what You I mean? can have a yard in Toluca Lake. You can have a Oh, lark. Toluca Lake is lovely. Yeah. Yes. You yeah. could have all that stuff. I just don't believe in, this is a company town. Yes. And why else, why would, would you be in Los Angeles if or in Hollywood, if you're not in Hollywood, but I can get myself there. Yeah, my kids are in high school. One graduates this year. Two years later, the other one's yeah, out. I got it. I got and it. And then I can do whatever the fuck I want. You could be as free as the wind that's blowing out here on this beach. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. until then, we'll hang tight out there in the boonies with the raccoons, mm-hmm. and then we get our house in Lake Sherwood and a pied a terre in West Hollywood. Yeah, the, in the boonies with the raccoonies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the boonies <laughs> with the raccoonies. I don't, you know, listen, you know. Look listen, it up. Listen, Look it if up. I want to li- live in Lake Sherwood, I'd move to Canada. Oh, you know, so I mean, come on. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. But when you come out to my manse uh-huh. on the water. Yeah. Why don't, no. If you're making wishes, if you're planting seeds, Michelle, yeah. why not plant seeds for motherfucking Beverly Hills or somewhere up in, you know, up in the hills? It could or, it be possible that we like Lake Sherwood? Yeah. But still, still aim higher. Aim higher Rude, than that's freaking Lake. Britney Spears lives in Lake Sherwood. Yeah, en- enough said. <laughs> enough Said. Okay, I'll do the flats of Beverly Hills. I'll be your neighbor. Yeah. So we can, I can go, Rue, can I have some sugar? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. Can go, take your golf court c- cart because you're not going to be able to walk because it's too far. Yeah. Because right. our enormous yards, yards are exactly. in the way. Yeah. And then you come bring me the sugar. Okay, all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back when we've got uh, Lena Dun- Dunham in a minute. Yay. 
Now, Michelle, a lot of people still don't understand what Stitch Fix is. Now, explain what Stitch Fix is. Well, first of all, let me tell you what my understanding of it is, and you correct me, okay? It's uh, a service that allows people to do shopping, or they actually shop for you. They get a taste of what your style is, and then they send suggestions to you. Am I correct? 100% right. Okay, Stitch Fix. So, they don't fix your clothes. They sort of... They give you your fix. They are not you, a tailor. They're not a tailor. No. You, they, they, you, 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 you like clothes. You're a fashion addict. Yes. And you're getting your fix. Uh, you're get, I, okay. I now, got it. A I lot of it. fashion addicts don't necessarily know how to put things together. Okay. We've seen it. Yeah. We've experienced it. I've lived it. Why are you looking at our producer when you say this? <laughs> well, I just have to, you know, yeah. Yeah. this might be for somebody like him. Yeah. In style, some of us have it and yeah. some of us don't. But Stitch Fix has reinvented how we find and buy clothes. So you don't have to be a stylist. Right. You can be a person like our producer who has zero style. You just know how to you just have to know how to zip your clothes up and button them. Correct. Yeah. And push something on a computer okay. and think- stitch fix to the rescue. That way you can take yourself from schlubby yeah. to fabulous in like the push of a button. Okay, did you hear that, Alex? Okay, good. No more schlubby, Alex. Yeah. They'll put up all these pictures. Like when you first go in, you take a quiz, they click what you like. It's like Dory and Finding Nemo. If something shiny, you can click it. <laughs> and they'll put everything together. You get a personal stylist. They spring into action after you click everything that you like. You can even do it on your phone, you guys. You hand, They'll select, hand select five brand new clothing, clothing items just for you from the things that you selected. Okay. Like they're going, oh, I see where their taste yeah. is. I get it. So for me, it'd be like super tacky, super shiny, uh-huh. super naked. And pink. And pink. Yeah. Or black. That would be me. Now listen, personal stylist sounds like something that only the rich and famous can afford, but you can too now because of Stitch Fix. Their styling fee is only $20, which is waived if you actually keep all of the five items that are sent to you. I like that. It's amazing. And since your personal stylist only uses your preference to pick your clothes, you're still in complete control, you guys. So once your items arrive, you try them on and you only pay for what you keep. Mm -hmm. Say they send five things you like two, you send three back. And if you need, or if you try it on, you don't know that does, you know, size doesn't fit. You need a bigger... Send them back and the shipping is free both ways always. I love that. That is fantastic. Get your fix, get it, whenever you want or sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. We love Stitch Fix and we know you will too. So hurry to stitchfix.com slash rue to get started now. Keep all five items in your box and you'll get 25% off your entire purchase. That is stitchfix.com slash rue, stitchfix.com slash ru. We are back. We've got Lena Dunham in a minute. We're talking about homes and and dreams. We're talking about planting seeds you know it's manifesting manifesting so when if you are manifesting aim the as high as you can imagine sky's the limit sky's the limit you know i would love to have some one of those crazy houses in Bel Air, you know, like mm. on what's it, Stradella? You know those houses that Gigi Hadid's father built that everybody's upset with him about. Do you know I know nothing about Beverly Hills, nothing at all. What is I mean, wrong sorry, with you, Bel Air? Bel Air. I don't think I've ever. Well, I'm gonna have to take you. Take I, you me. Know, I would take love me for to a ride. I go on Sundays. I I put the I'll top go to down. open house with you. I put the top down. We drive all around. Put some jazz on, and we drive through those the Beverly Hills, the Bel Airs, Brentwoods, all of that stuff. Isn't there a place called um, that's fancy called something like Lincoln? Mm. Homeby Homeby Hills. Homeby Hills. Okay, I know yeah. there's something. Lincoln. No, I don't know why I'm thinking of. They're like, um, is there a section of Beverly Hills that like? Because I remember Connie Stevens lives in like a. Really fancy thing, and it's oh, she's living on Beverly Park, maybe Beverly, uh, 
Maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know where she lives now. But what's what's really wild is to be able to see all that stuff from uh, an, with with an aerial view. If you could stomach doing a helicopter, which you will not do. Nope. Um, you nope. know, it. you could see the way. I told you we did that in Santa Barbara where we flew over Oprah's house. Yep. And you got to see how really, not rich people, we're talking wealthy people. That's like money that's not. not money that you right. could never spend in one lifetime. Which, that's Oprah money. That's Oprah money. Yeah. Yeah. Bless her heart. But there are people... Listen, there are people with a way more than she's got. Amen. You know, the guy from Zara, he's worth 72, now wait for no, it, no. billion no. No, dollars. Not. Yeah, he's the second richest man in the world. I think Jeff Bezos is now. And then maybe uh, the Gates are probably second or third. But then the guy 72 from- 72 billion? 72. So he must be philanthropic. I don't know what he did with his money. But he's the czar guy. He got all them clothes. All them disposable clothes. All them disposable clothes. Do you ever go to H&M anymore? They're not a sponsor, are they? We're not going to talk not. dirt around. I used to go there. I don't go there anymore. I do. You still do. But I'll tell you what. The H&M's here. It's because I like Zara better. Is, is oh. Zara's more expensive? Um, Slightly. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah. Zara's price point is on point. I, you know, I just had a Mother's Day and the girls got me a Zara gift card. Okay. Like, Zara... And H&M, I feel like H&M, I always say, stands for hit or miss because mm. you never know. But when it's good, it's re it's a real good payoff. And the great ones to me are in Europe because it's a European company. Mm. And Zara is a Spanish company. So every time I go to Barcelona yeah. or I go to Madrid, you go to H&M and you clean up. You know they have Zara's in the mall by your house too, okay, right? Okay, bitch, I go there too. Yeah. Uh -huh. And actually, one of the best ones is in my mall, which is the Oaks Mall in Thousand Oaks. Oh, okay. It's a huge brand new Zara. They have the men's, the women's, and the kids. Yeah. And it's huge. Yeah, I like to go in there and I'll buy like sh print shirts. I was in there in the in the one on Fifth Avenue recently in New York. Um, I bought like they had polka dot shirts, they had striped shirts. I like bold prints like that. You know, Zara delivers. Nobody does the knockoff jacket for men's suits. Yeah, men's suits, you're right. Like Zara, you're right. Hugo Boss. Yep. Gucci. They knock off the best in the business. All of them yeah. get knocked off by Zara. But it's so brilliant because the idea that a young person can afford a, you know, Gucci or a, a designer jacket, but then they're going to move or get homeless or or leave it in the back of a cap Did or you whatever. Say get homeless? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, happens it ha to people. It happens, yeah. And you know, I you know, I, you know, I remember at one point I in my 20s, everything I owned was in a backpack on my back. Yeah, I remember you, know? you saying that. I've, yeah. I've had little in my life as well, but one thing I've always had an attachment to is clothing. Yeah. And, I, again, and you've I, kept stuff from back I've kept stuff Because from, of your parents' house? At my parents' house, yeah, yeah. My parents' house, my dad's house. At one point when I lived in Nutley with Jody. Uh-huh. Um, Nutley, New Jersey. Nutley, New Jersey. We had a basement flood. And so much of my good shit yeah. was ruined because I, I was out, I wasn't back, and when I came back, it was all mildewy Wait, and you can't this. get mildew off of something was it basement from a river nearby or basement because of the pipes burst i think something to do with more with the pipes or the washing machine situation yeah, yeah. and i lost so much good shit my right. seduction costumes all the stuff that i would have held on to that maybe your fiorucci jeans I, all that stuff no yeah, joke yeah. i lost a lot of it i tried to get stuff the thing with mildew is you can't get it off and it smells because it's a fungus. Yeah. And it doesn't, there's a fungus among us. It certainly is. It doesn't go away. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what happened. But I like, I feel like I'm that girl. I might have an issue, but I look at stuff and I go, oh, in 20, you know, my kids will want this. And then I go to give it to them. And they're like, I don't fucking want that. Yeah, mama, I'm not a whore. Right. Well, there's that. I'm not a, what do you, what am I, a prostitute? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. there's, I'm dealing with that right now. So I am. 
getting rid of stuff slowly. You know, Michelle, Dolly Parton always said that her fashion aesthetic had come from the sort of fast women in her town. When she'd go into town from, you know, Sayerville or... or, or the Sayerville? Pit, that's her... That's, that's in New Jersey. No, Dolly it, Parton don't live... Save, 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 save your... Uh, you got to talk Tennessee she, here. Well, she's from Pigeon Forge, but right. there's... Um, there is a town. Just say Chattanooga. Well, um, can, producer, can you look up say say your look up Pigeon Forge and look up the town that's next surrounding to it. town. Yeah. While he's doing that, here's a news flash. What? I was that fast girl. You were the fast girl. Because right. I wanted to ask you where you got your fashion sense. Because you are, you know, listen. If if Central Casting were going to do a certain type of a Jersey aesthetic, yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, gum chewing, yeah. big hoop earrings, yeah. the lashes, the nails, and pedal pushers with six inch heels. That's you. Yeah, but you just said it because you know where I got my aesthetic. Where did you? I first fell in love with my aesthetic, which later came to be my aesthetic. Cher as Laverne. Oh, yeah. Was very important. The leopard print. To my head. Yeah. Like the scarf, the glasses. Sure. In my head. When I saw her do that character, I would get really excited because I'd be at my grandma's house every weekend. We stayed uh -huh. with my grandma and in the projects. And uh -huh. she always had this Sonny and Cher show on or Cher show, whatever. Hot. And Laverne was one of the earliest things. Which Seaverville. Seaverville, Tennessee. Okay, Seaverville. And what so was Laverne, I saying? What was I saying? Sayerville. Sayerville. Yeah, close right, enough. Yeah, very, very yeah. understandable. Laverne, uh, married with children, Katie Seagal. Now, I was already established by then, yeah. but I understood. Like, she spoke to me mm -hmm. as Peg Bundy. Mm -hmm. Um but I liked um, punk rock. So back then, the girls that would wear the tight pedal pushers from the UK and things like that were the ones that I saw. Those are the ones that jumped out of the screen. And that's mm -hmm. why I think Belinda Carlisle was so important to me because she wore those mini skirts with you know, mm -hmm. all different things going on. And I, I liked that. I liked anything that wasn't ordinary. Mm -hmm. And even like in the 90s and the 80s in high fashion, I was obsessed with Elsa Clench in the 90s like I didn't miss mm -hmm. an episode of these style shows and the d the designers that spoke to me were the Mugler's and things like that mm -hmm. that were really different you know yeah they, I wonder what Elsa Clinch is doing right now don't know she's still with she us? was a reporter for uh, yeah she's still with us yeah. you know she was Australian right is she? Yeah, yeah. Her accent was very weird. It was very, very weird, but yeah, exactly. She, um, she for those who don't know, she was the style fashion reporter for CNN for many, many years. And like for the 90s, Versace, early 90s, late 80s, because it was so... It was so big. Fashion TV was so, like, so big. Loud. You know what I loved about her? She would interview people knowing that the question was sort of banal, but yeah. it was a way for the designer to talk about their collection. She would say, this is her favorite, her words, she would say um, to a designer... Are pants important? And they go, oh, yes, pants are very important. I've done several different pants. I've done a short pants. I've done a bell pant. And she would she'd say, um, she would go, um, um, are jackets important? And of course, she knows she the answer. She just lobbed them She's to get them to talk. Lobbed them to get them to talk. That's it was brilliant, brilliant, actually. But I, I wonder if there, if you could find Elsa Clinch's on uh, on YouTube. YouTube? Because I, would I, have, I have VHS tapes. I would tape every Sunday morning Correct. to watch uh, Elsa Clinch. And this is at the height of the supermodel explosion yes. during the, the early, and I think early, late 80s, early 90s. They gave a fashion show. So there was that. Then they gave one on, there was the House of Style, which yes. happened. And then they gave another one on like, I want to say like E or one of those it channels. It was E. It was called Fashion Television, Video Fashion. Yes. Yeah. So I'd watch that too. That was like a yeah. recap yeah. of all the shows. Yeah. So I became obsessed with weirder... Versace wasn't weird, but he was loud. Yeah. Kind of designers. 
and I knew then that's that's what I that's what I like. But you heard about Versace the first time in the mineral pause, right? From um from uh, I have climax. my Gianni Versace blue desert skirt on. And I was yes. looking my good. nails were done uh-huh. and my hair was fixed. Yeah, I had my blue leather Versace and skirt. I was riding in a Cooper's limousine. Don't you want to ride? Hey! <laughs> yes, yes, that's the first time I ever heard of Gianni yes. Versace. And before it was Versace, it was Gianni Versace. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. he came first. And even now, I have a few pairs of vintage Gianni Versace sunglasses that are fucking brilliant mm. then there was claude montana i was kind of oh obsessed i love with. claude montana and all those designers of that ilk and you know there was the the different ones like the avant-garde that i really the, the, never got yeah into. The, yeah right you right. know what i'm talking about yeah but mugler was like like jean-paul and how do you say his name castelbac jean charles de castelbajac oh wait jean charles de castelbajac say it again jean charles yeah de castelbajac that is so weird. Yes. He had those little jackets with all the um, teddy bears, teddy bears yeah. all over That's it. That's what really pushed him over the top. Yeah. And then that, and then like, um, I always fuck up his name and I'm not trying to be rude, but Ray, Qua, something that he did come to Garçon, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then there was the, the pleat name. guy who did all the accordion no, pleats. No, the pleat, that was Mary McFadden. Yes, she did that too, but then mm. there was um, somebody else who do Yoji Yamamoto, maybe. Oh, I'm yeah, thinking. okay. Um, so there was a lot of them. Um, Ka- Ka- yeah, I don't, I don't want to say it wrong. Kawakubu? I don't want to say it wrong. Ray Kawakubu. For Kondigo. Kawakubu. Oh, Ray. It's R-E-I. Kawakubu. I don't want to say it wrong. Why don't you want to say it wrong? I said it I wrong. I don't want to offend. Kawakubu. Yeah. We, I mean, if you if your name is Kawakubu, you are used to people mispronouncing your okay. name. And then there was like Andamula Meester. Oh, yeah. And I love their stuff, but I knew that as a five foot four girl, I wasn't going to wear their stuff right. right. But I could wear some Versace, yeah, and do it, do it the you right know, way. You um, know, um, I met Versace through Elton John, and because of Elton John, Versace gave me tens of thousands of dollars worth of clothing. clothing? In fact, the the on the cover of my book, um, letting it all hang out, I'm wearing this green Versace gown that. Oh, that's Versace? Yeah. They sent, um, we were, Elton John and I were in Monaco or Monte Carlo, and they sent a team from Italy over. To fit you? To fit me and gave me all this stuff. What and a dream. And we then, Elton John and I drove to San Remo in Italy from Monte Carlo. To pick it up? No, to perform at the San Remo Festival. <gasps> How amazing. And, um, and I had all these clothes and I wore that dress on the San Remo Festival for the first time. And then I went back to the States and I wore it on for the photo shoot for the book. And then I wore it on the VH1 Fashion Awards when they put, um, I was out of drag on one side and in drag. Do you remember that? I, not only do I remember that, that was like the talk of the town. I was in drag. I was on the stage at the same time with myself in drag and out of drag. And I'm wearing that Versace it dress was- there. Gorgeous. It's a gorgeous dress. I still have it. And I he gave me the dress I wear on the cover of the um a little bit of love single. You know that um the single? The, 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 exactly. The single for uh-huh. a little bit of love. There's this printed dress I wear. He gave me to Oh, and you know that black beaded thing on the cover of is the album called Drag Race? It's a it's a compilation album I put out called Drag Race. Oh, one of the greatest hits, like thing. Yeah, and, and my arms are crossed. Yeah. that's a Versace that um he gave me. I met him. I think I told the story on here. Stop me if I told you, but I met him in 1992 when Soul System was invited to perform at their fashion show in New York City, mm-hmm. and Orbe did my hair. What? Yeah, I had the whole end. Get this, the outfit I wore 
was Christy Turlington's from the fashion from the fashion show. They were leather pants. Yeah. Um, I had it was. I wish I can find the show. Maybe it lives somewhere. The hair was. Um, he did all hair in blonde and brunette, like different. Uh-huh. Same same hair, do two different colors. Yeah. So I had my um, blonde ponytail with like a brunette bump in the front. Uh-huh. So hot. Wow. Um, and who did the other girls? Um, what other girls? It was the seduction <laughs> with Soul System. Oh, Soul System. Yes. Yeah. So I had um, Chrissy Turlington's Johnny Versace. Uh, well, the Versace at this point. I didn't think it was Johnny Versace mm-hmm. anymore. Um, black leather pants with like the Medusa heads on the uh-huh. buttons and yeah. down the side. Yeah. And I remember just feeling like. And just topless. I'm wearing topless. Christy Turlington's clothing. Yeah. Orbe did my hair. Like I never, their makeup people, I uh-huh. never felt more beautiful. Yeah. In my life. Billy B might have done my makeup that uh-huh. night, but I've never felt. And yeah. I performed for Gianni that night. Wow. Yeah. Felicio? Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get this right here by nothing. <laughs> Shit. It was amazing. But that was my only experience with Versace. Yeah. And I remember at the end of the fashion show going, Do I can I keep this outfit? And they're and like, they're like no. sorry. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Sorry, honey. Oh, that's funny. Well, the San the San Remo Festival it was interesting. That's still going, isn't it? It still goes yeah. on, I believe. But and someone at DragCon, these two kids said that they saw me there and that was it had to be twenty three years. I don't know. Uh that was ninety four. Yeah. So that's so twenty four years. Twenty four years ago. Yeah. Um, Good math. Yeah. Um uh oh what I would say was we did a motorcade in San Remo from Monte Carlo to San Remo. How far is that? I don't know how far it is, but hours. But th- what happened was Elton hadn't arrived yet, so they had me in some. Did you hotel. go sing your song together? Our song together. Don't go breaking my heart. We yes, we sang it. No, we lip sang it. I got we sang yeah. it. They had me in some hotel on the border of France and Italy. We had gone ahead. And we were going to meet the motorcade and and drive with the motorcade into Italy. So we got in the car. Um, Did you feel like Princess Di? I felt like Princess yeah. Di uh, in a good way. Yeah. And they said, okay, he's coming. Here comes the the, the sirens. They stopped all traffic. Are you Here comes this limousine coming down the road. And we jack in right behind him. And there are cop cars behind us. Limous- and these are this tiny road. On the side of a mountain and the ocean going to San Remo. So it's a one-hour drive. It's a, is it a one-hour drive? One-hour drive. It took, it was the most incredible thing. It must, you know, felt like the president. It was, of course, a big pop star, yeah. Elton John. Oh, one but, of the biggest. Uh, it was such a, it was mind-blowing for me to experience What an experience, that. Yeah. It was yeah. Because, in fact, when we were doing promotional stuff all over the all over Europe, we would fly in a, a Learjet from and we, I think I've told you this. Story. And did you ever? You flew the Concorde once, didn't you? Twice. <gasps> yeah. I never flew the Concorde. But when we were flying this uh, private jet with him, we wouldn't even go through customs. They would come onto the plane, get do our it passports, and do it on the plane. And then we would get out of the plane into a limousine and just drive out of Can the airport. Can you tell us? And for the people who don't know what the Concorde was, what made it different than just? You know, I think JJ Fad said it best. Supersonic. It was supersonic, baby. <laughs> It was super. What did it look like on the inside? It was tiny. It was like a, almost. It wasn't like a commuter plane, but you know those um, bigger than a, a, a lake jumper. What do they call those? Puddle jumpers. Puddle jumpers. It was. Um, uh, it was. It was one aisle down the center, and there were two seats on either side of it. It was um, kind of tiny, but you were up so high that you could see um, the blue. Of the, I mean, the dark blue of the sky so and the curvature of the Earth. You could see the curvature of the Earth no. when you're, yes, you could. 
you could see the curvature of the earth. So the Concorde, the whole idea with the Concorde was it had its own fly space. It flew higher than your average plane. Yes. Higher than 35,000 feet. Oh, yeah. 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 And didn't it go faster? It was supersonic. Supersonic. Yes. Yes. Now, how much time do we have? Because I want to ask a question. We're we're going to wrap it up now and get Lena Dunham in here. But um, we probably have time for one question. Well, this could take a little bit longer but okay. i'll ask i'll ask it. Okay. No, i'm gonna ask it fuck yeah. it shit we're gonna go live yeah but let's, let's do it live let's do it live fuck it let's do it live we talked about lady die i hit i hit upon lady die are you and at this point it could air could be irrelevant yeah. but are you as excited for this royal wedding as i am i am so excited i am so excited more excited than i expected to be excited and it has to do with the fact that she is of color not I'm only so she, excited hold on, hold on. Yeah. you're jumping to the fucking cum shot yeah let's start with the fact that she is divorced. She's divorced. She is biracial. Hello. She is an actress. And she is fierce. And she is fierce. I love it. That bitch is taking over. I love it. And how cool of him. He know he ain't gonna be no king. He don't give a shit. He ain't gonna be no king. What I gotta lose? He's, you know, I'm known for being naked. I'm known for partying. You know what? I'm gonna make it right. And I, I love this bitch. And I love this bitch. And I am going to fuck this shit up. You know what? I'm gonna tell the world. I'm gonna say, Donald Trump, you know, bitches over here. You know, you motherfuckers over here. You know what? I'm marrying this girl right here. Is this the let the I was trying to think when I was doing the interviews yesterday, I was trying to think. When's the last time? Was Princess Grace the last time this happened? Or would you say Carla Bruni marrying that the French No, nothing's been like or this. Prince or whatever he is. But, you know, I got to go back to Princess Died was the last time we no, were this expected. No, meaning an outsider being allowed to be a princess. She's living the American dream. Yeah. The American dream in, in our, in like yeah. every little girl for the, and some boys aspire to be a princess. Yeah. She's doing it. She's dear. She's doing it. The last time I feel like that happened was Princess Grace. She was an actress. Right. And she then became the princess yeah. of, where was it, Sweden? Please I know. I think I'm the last it time wrong. it happened was Melania Trump, probably. <laughs> that was, that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. my God. We got Lena Dunham coming right up after this. Now, Michelle, I heard you talking about the Chrissy Teigen recipes for a blue apron. Yeah. And I guess I'm assuming they're all Asian inspired. Well, she is um, of the Asian, you know, culture yes. and what's the word I'm looking for? Her, 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 uh, heritage. Yes. I was trying to say hereditary and, uh-huh. heritage, and I'm going, yeah. her. Yeah. Heritage. And I didn't she, know she was doing stuff for Blue Apron. She's, if you don't follow her, she's a big, big cooker. Yeah. And she's got cookbooks. That's her thing. So she's teamed up with Blue Apron and her meals are actually delicious. I've made the garlic and soy glazed shrimp for my family with charred mm. broccoli and hot green pepper sauce. Also, my daughters love the sesame chicken noodles and bok choy. Oh, that sounds so good. And of course, they Blue Apron always has the vegetarian options. I, when I order, and I order three meals a week, yeah. um, always I always put a vegetarian option in there because Lola would eat a cow every day if she could. Yeah. Not the healthiest. Right. So I always get a vegetarian option through Blue Apron. So what plan is that that you're on? What what plan is that There's called? a few different ones. You could do the two-person meal plan. That serves two people. You can choose from eight new recipes a week with the choice to receive either two or three recipes a week. Mm-hmm. The family meal plan, which I do, mm-hmm. that's meals that serve four people. And you can choose from four new recipes a week with the choice to receive either two, three, or four recipes a week. And I get three. Okay. Right. And then there's the wine plan, y'all. Oh, okay. Uh, hey. Six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Now, what we love about Blue Apron, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. The box comes every Tuesday to my house. Mm-hmm. You get it, you know, you unpack it, put it in the fridge. The recipes come on giant cards. Mm-hmm. It's all pre-done, pre-measured. Now, B12 
before Blue Apron, I've tried a few different ones. Yeah. And I was just telling you off the mic for sure. real yeah. that there was a few bigger ones that there would be something missing from the recipe box every week. And it would be something vital. Like if right. it's a black bean burger, the beans would be missing. Oh my God. But not, not the Blue Apron not the has yeah. never faltered once. And I've been using them for years. That's mm. why I will never do any other program mm-hmm. except Blue Apron because they really are the best. Yeah. Convenience, variety, Blue Apron gets you in every single aspect. Flexibility, high quality. They got you covered. Get $30 off your first order by going to blueapron.com slash That's blueapron.com slash RU. Blue Apron, our friends, a better way to cook. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> Hi, baby doll. Well, we are just back from our break. We have other special guests coming up. Oh, my God. Right now. I'm I was really talking excited. About, I was talking about those au gratin potatoes. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Why does the, why does the bad food have to taste so good? That's because it's bad. Yeah. That's why. It, the good stuff you get used to and eventually you, you think it, it tastes and, good. Because remember when we were at KTU and yeah. we were on that we were on that good shit. No salt, no sugar, no flour, energy up. Woo! Woo! Um, and we were loving it. We were loving it because we could eat things. It wasn't so restrictive. What what happened? What changed? What well, you got pregnant. I got pregnant and nothing was off limits. Right. Like nothing. But could you honestly have continued that through the pregnancy? Some people do. I did. I continued eating like, oh, you mean healthy food? Yeah. Yeah, I could have. Yeah. What's the fun with that? <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I was going to have another baby. I only got pregnant once. Uh-huh. So for me, and I struggled so long to get pregnant. Did so, you? Like a year and a half of infertility. Yeah. Mm. Not knowing it was my thyroid, blah, 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 boring mm. stuff. Mm. But when I got pregnant, I was like, oh, I'm going to feed this baby right. So I would get off the air every day, go to Dairy Queen and get a 20 ounce cherry cheese quake blizzard. <laughs> Dairy Queen in the house. Wait a minute. I thought you said you're going to feed this baby right. I did. <laughs> Cherry cheese quake. That's why I had me a 10 pound baby. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh amazing. my goodness. But that's the thing. I, think I didn't do that per- with the second baby. Well, that's the perfect point is that you get tired and you, I think our extra guest, our uh, special guest is coming inside, yeah. but you get tired and you think, you know what? I deserve this friendlies. Uh, barbecue did chicken. Did you just say friendly? I did. Barbecue chicken melt? I certainly did. Barbecue chicken patty melt, whatever. With bacon? Listen. With crispy bacon on I it? don't even eat meat, and that thing is by far yeah. the most toxic, delicious mm. sandwich. Mm. Delicious? Delicious. I like delicious. Delicious sandwich uh-huh. you'll ever It's eat. very good. It's very good. And, you know, it's so satisfying. This is the thing. When I get really tired... I say, give me that because I want it. Yes. And I know it's going to make, you know what? Because I know it's going to make me feel good. That's why it's called comfort food. Yeah. But why can't that damn kale make me feel like that? First of all, kale, I I hate kale. Come on. I hate kale. It's bitter. It's gross. Fuck kale. Fuck you, kale. You know? That kale out of here. Get that shit out of here. No. I do like a kale chip when it's seasoned with salt and pepper and oil. (laughs) (laughs) I used to make them all the time. I love them bacon bacon flavor. Them bacon flavor (laughs) kale chips. (laughs) But there's other health food that is yummy. Just there like, is. That's just not it. You know, but you have to get a running start on it. You Because yes. after a while, you know, if you're eating grapes and fruit and stuff, after two weeks, grapes and fruit taste sweet. I had grapes for lunch today. You did? They were so good. Wow. And I have a cucumber salad that I made with an organic cucumber, mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar. Some Wait, what did you stuff? just call me? I called you vinegar. <laughs> hey, come on in. Oh We've got our... Oh, you, my Mr. gosh. You close that door. Yes. You right there. Yes. Come and sit down. Alina Dunham is here. Join our party. Join the party, it's girl. It's Hannah Horvath. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I'm from New York City. 
I've heard of that. That's on the East Coast? Uh huh. <laughs> how is it that your parents wound up there? Are they from New York City? My parents are both the kind of tri-state area, but they're both artists. So they and they were kind of like coming of age at the time when all the artists were moving to Soho and yeah. colonizing because it was just a bunch of warehouses. Sure. So I grew up in a museum. That, a museum. I grew up huh. in a. It, they thought it was a, in a warehouse. I grew up in a warehouse, a building that still didn't have a certificate of occupancy. So it still Ooh, wasn't. It was like squatters. It was like we weren't technically squatters, but we were like. But we also did the built the city was definitely not encouraging people to live there. It's like right. a fabulous loft. It sort was of a open loft, situation. but I wouldn't describe it as like fabulous. Like there was definitely a lot of like plywood, like it, a lot of plywood dividers and like faulty <laughs> plumbing. And like my dad was like would carry me down the stairs because he was like, one of these is gonna break. Right. The stairs right. are condemned. Was it on it was on Broadway and White? Is that what you it said? Was Broadway between Prince and Spring. Between what Prince a great and Spring. So like no. above what is now a Sephora and a Clark's shoe store. Yeah. So it's become like the Mall of America. America, but when I was there, we had a Blimpies and a Hasidic stock. Do you remember store. Blimpies? Oh, I do. It's, it's still is there, it still isn't it? around? Yeah, Blimpies is still rocking. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, yeah. I haven't said I've eaten a ton of Blimpies, even like grew up. I kind of was like the snotty kid who was like, and wait, Dean and DeLuca came when I was 10, uh-huh. and I was like, okay, now I'm ready to eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was not going to be at the Blimpies. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. You know, I, I, I moved to New York in the mid 80s, and I, uh, I always imagined what it would be like for a kid growing up there because I cannot. Same. Yeah. Imagine going, going, walking downstairs and seeing New York just walking right by you like that. You know how? How do you think that inspired your art, your writing, and and everything that you do? It's a great question. Well, the thing I love about New York, people are constantly like, I would never raise kids there, mm-hmm. and it's too, you know, overstimulating and tough, and I wouldn't want to send them out on their own. But what I love about New York, and what I still love about New York, is like every time you step outside your door, you see. So such a range of people and such mm-hmm. a range of attitudes. And so, you know, you see like the homeless man who happens to be an incredibly gifted singer and mm-hmm. like the woman who looks fabulous but is screaming at her daughter and the kind of like weird intricacies of the New York City subway, which I haven't taken in like 11 years. So did you take it as a kid? I did take the subway So you would kid. go to school to and from in a subway? Yeah, I would go to school to and from. On the I mean, I would beg not to because I was like, like my parents were like, how did we end up with such a brat? Like they yeah. just, I from an early age just felt like I am not meant to be. Uh-huh. In the subway. In the subway. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have a younger sibling who's like a really cool person named Grace. They are like a gender non-binary activist named Grace. So they uh-huh. were born female now, consider themselves sort of living in the ambiguity of it all. Yeah. And they're the best. Yeah. They're very proud of me. Now, her. so, but um, you still live in New York, but New York is now full of millionaires. I mean, you don't get that broad tapestry that you just just you talked about a minute ago with the, the variety of people anymore. Something I love is I live across <clears throat> from a fixed income building that has a lot of housing for like um for vets, for war vets. And hmm. then also a lot of like then like they live there with like their weirdo grandchildren and stuff. So I happen to live across from probably one of like the few remaining buildings in gentrified Brooklyn where there happens to be like a mm. true range of strange people. Yeah. So mm. I happened to find myself. And then the building I lived in before this one was occupied almost exclusively by like people who were 80 plus and had once had a career in the theater. So oh. I felt really overjoyed by the last yeah. two spots where I've lived. But why you, uh, why would you choose Brooklyn over Manhattan? 
It's a great question. I know when I met my boyfriend, he'd never been to Brooklyn. Like I was bringing him back to my apartment for the first time. And he literally said, where are we going? Are there stores there? And I was oh like, oh my goodness. I was like, it's a full borough, bro. Oh, like yeah. there's a lot happening. Oh I goodness. love Brooklyn because I think it gives you like, I have a little bit of an elderly disposition. So I like like an early dinner. I like to be around people who are like kind of crotchety and complaining and regularly going to the same diner. And I feel like also Brooklyn gives you that neighborhoodiness and there's kind of nowhere left in Manhattan that feels like it has that spirit and the neighborhood I live in in Brooklyn like I always say it's like Sesame Street like uh-huh. a slightly twisted Sesame Street mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's so wild and, and why don't you take the subways anymore it's not about being people are always like oh because people recognize you I'm like no one recognizes me I always was just like there was something about the vi- the smell of the subway that I yeah, thought visceral. Right. That, it's some, that moldy yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, and, and that people, warm air thing. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that warm air blowing. And some people love it. Some people are like, I think my best thoughts. I can read my book. I feel at home. I always felt just like like I've got obsessive compulsive disorder, like actually diagnosed, not the way some people are like, oh, I'm so OCD. Mm. And so I was always like terrified of like germs and sort of the seething humanity of the subway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the minute, it wasn't even like the minute I got on TV, I stopped taking the subway. It was like the minute I became a hostess in a restaurant, I stopped taking the minute. I had any any money, any kind of a paycheck, it was all going to taxi cabs. They're my true passion. Hannah, Hannah and girls, I'm a huge Mm -hmm. girls fan, had OCD. Yes. So you base that on Lena. Yes. There were a lot of things like that where I felt like I could sort of smuggle some of my own personal challenges and isms into the show. And I felt lucky to be able to do that. So Um, in therapy, so when you dissect what the OCD is, and it's not rocket science, uh, what does your therapist say? Okay, it it goes... it boils down to control. Is Am I right? A hundred percent. I love that you're saying it's not rocket science because people act like, what is this great mystery? But it's like, it isn't rocket science. It's about like, the world is really hard to control. And we all come up with methods for controlling the world, whether that's the root of an eating disorder, that's the root of so many different things. And that we can't control the world. And also then the things we come up with to control the world are a new thing we have to control. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, and you're there. And there's that. And there's also like a chemical element to OCD. Like it's definitely something that's existed on my father's side of the family. Like uh-huh. there's definitely like a whole bunch of people. And the thing is, it's not like we have the cool kind that makes you like clean your whole house. Yeah. Like my grandmother died with like a lot of you know, hoarded soup in her basement. Oh, dear. It's that kind of vibe. Probably yeah. still good, though. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, that's the thing about canned goods. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I have a, a bunch of, um, uh, um, who's the Italian soup pe- people? Um, Which one? It's the- um, Chef Boyardee? No, no. It's the other one I can't pronounce. Anyway. Pro- uh, yeah, but this is, yes. the, this is the thing. Um, you know, I think it's from years of being a pot smoker. I don't smoke anymore, but yeah. it's been like 18 years since I smoked Long a joint. Long time, yeah. Uh, Did but, you smoke a lot when you- Oh, oh. You don't even need to ask. Oh, it's just, wake, she was wake and, and bake. bake. Yeah. Yeah. Wake and bake. From 10 years old on to, you know, well, like uh, 39, something like that. Yeah, something was like it that? that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, um, but there's something about being a pot smoker where you're like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. Oh, I had a germ schmer. I'm I'm on the subway right now. 
Actually, yeah. wherever this is playing right now, we did it months ago. I'm right on the subway. I'm, I, if you're listening to this on the subway, look across from you. That's me right there. Chances are. And if you're not on the subway, you're yeah. riding a bike. I'm riding a bike. Which is such a ballsy thing in New York City to do, I think. No, I'm very I careful too. I would get it. smushed. Do you get recognized to talk on the yeah, subway? Yeah, yeah. You know what I love on the subway is that sometimes you'll get these um, stolen glances. And then someone will, uh, this, it's about to stop at Union Square. And somebody will steal a glance. And then they'll mouth, I love you. And I'll go, I love you too. <gasps> yeah. That's but the perfect interaction to have. It is the greatest. Actually, I've talked about this here. The The perfect interaction to have is giving the thumbs up because it's yeah. no it's no language. It's not, I don't need anything not from you. Not a time waster. Yes, yeah, it's not a time waster. It's just like, yes. And what do you say when people ask for pictures? I say, oh, you, I got to make it I, quick. I, make it quick, or I'll say, you can get a picture if you can catch me. <laughs> if you catch me you can get a picture but I got guess good I got shit to do mm-hmm. yeah. I'm living my motherfucking life bitch <laughs> you know so I don't need no damn picture for your damn Facebook I think update. I walk too slowly so everyone's like we'll be able to catch you but are you are, are you are you worried that of what people will say they got also, Lena, she wouldn't even stop for no picture. Are you worried about that? Or do you take every picture? I take every picture because I feel like a lot of it is my guilt where I'm like, I don't want someone to be like, I met her and she was a big old snob. Yeah. yeah. And then someone once told me, you know, it's easy. People are nice about it when you say no. And so I was once really sweaty after like the one time I've gone to the gym in the last <laughs> 10 years. And a girl stopped me and asked for my picture. And I was like, you know what? I just got out of the gym. Yeah. And she was like, so? Uh, and she seemed really annoyed and I was like uh, you were wrong people aren't nice about it uh so we'll see so I try sometimes though if I'm at an event that's like for someone else like if my sibling is doing like a poetry reading or if it's my parents art opening or my boyfriend's concert I'll say you know I'm just here to support like and that's when I feel comfortable saying no pictures because it's for someone else and for someone that I love yeah 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 yeah. you know I'm just gonna go back to the OCD for a minute because I I know where that lives in my own brain I, I know that voice but I I think my point before was that I just ignore it. I just say, um, Rue, um, you cannot uh, fly this plane. You're going to have to leave it to the people who were hired to do it and just let it go. Do you have that discussion with yourself? All the time. And I think that, you know, I have in other areas of my life, I have perfectionism stuff going on when it comes to work, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships. And I have to say, you can't check on everybody every day. You can't handle everything. You can't control everybody's opinion of you. For me, so much is about letting go yeah. of the sense that you can stay in control about, sure. of do, everything. Do you have a spiritual practice? Because a lot of that has to do with knowing that there is something. I don't know what it is. I don't need to know what it is. I don't have to name it anything. I know there's something that is running things. Like TLC, who's mm-hmm. who uh, who on the L- TLC tip? Yes. Who's running things? There is something there. I don't know what it is. And 100%. when I give myself over to that, then I'm like, okay, fine. It's not me, but it's something. Do you have a spiritual practice? I do. And I wouldn't say my spiritual practice is very um, wide ranging and that there's things, and I'm sure that you're similar and you're similar, mm. I would assume, that like there's things I've taken from a lot of different stuff I've heard yes. and loved. So whether it was, you know, Hinduism and, you know, the Jain temples that I visited on my trip to India. Or Sesame or, Street. Or Sesame Street. Or Kabbalah. Little, right. Or, exactly. Or, you know, I, I have a close friend who's a rabbi who I talk to a lot, who's given me some amazing books. My mother is Jewish by birth. My father 
is Protestant. I really haven't taken anything from the Protestants, I have to tell you. <laughs> I really haven't found anything in Christianity let's, that was useful to me, if we're going to be honest. Let's blame the LCD on the Protestants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is on their side. And then I've also meditated. I've done transcendental meditation since oh I was Oh, my nine. God. Shut up. I'm so interested in that. Well, it's amazing. It's I was talking to you about like, that, remember? Yeah. It's a great thing because it's really agnostic in that you can do it if you're Christian. You can do it if you're Jewish. You can do it if you're Mormon. You can do it. It's hard for me to imagine a Mormon wanting to get into it, but you never know. <laughs> and you can really... You can really take the parts that you're interested in and leave the rest behind. Sure. Did you have an instructor? Um, I did. I mm. had an instructor when I was nine. That's when I got introduced to it because it's something that my mom and her sisters and their mother all did. Mm. So I had an instructor then. And then I also had a different instructor when I was 24 and kind of getting back into it. This amazing, And I still work with him. His name is Bob Roth and he's amazing. He's at the David Lynch Foundation. And, he's, mm. and it's just an amazing thing to do. To, I kind of call it like cleaning the desk of your mind Mm -hmm. like it's just a way to tidy up and what's the difference between tm and traditional meditation that we do like what kind of how would you describe the kind of meditation that you do it's very simple i i sit down and i cross my legs i clear my brain i say um i I am the awareness of my thoughts and actually since uh westworld on hbo now i'll i'll say um uh analysis and immediately i'm propelled outside of my body looking at myself and then i see i see i'm looking go further i see there's earth and i go further and like oh look it's just silence and then when a thought comes in i go um huh interesting huh huh i'm not the thought i'm the awareness of the simple as that that sounds complicated very complicated i use a guided meditation app well you know what there's all different ways there's all different ways but like what you're saying about letting the thoughts kind of pass you by, that's a lot of what TM is, which is you have a mantra, which is like a word that you're not allowed to share with yeah. anyone. And it's not even a word you really understand because it's like a so sound who creates in Sanskrit. Your t- instructor will give it to you. But yeah, just are- imagine Shaka Khan. Shaka okay, Khan. Yeah, it's that exact vibe. It's that exact vibe. So you say Shaka Khan to yourself. And then as thoughts come in and out, you accept them, but you let them go and you return to the mantra whenever you can think to do so. And like after, and the thing that's cool is whether you have a quote unquote great meditation or whether you have kind of a crappy meditation, it doesn't really matter because as my meditation teacher said, even on a shallow dive, you still get wet. So whether that's you- That's right. Isn't that great? I love that. That's that really one great. helps me. Say it again, Michelle. Even on a shallow dive, you get wet. You still get wet. Yeah. yeah. That is- Can't perfe- avoid it. Because yeah. we, again, that speaks to the perfection thing that we keep, that we keep, our OCD people keep going back to is that things have to be perfect. And the truth is just that one separation from, uh, of, of, of your thoughts thoughts and the awareness of your thoughts that alone the the action is already you wet you're soaking wet yeah you're soaking you're in soaking it soaking in it yeah, yeah. it's perfect yeah. it's brilliant no he blew my mind when he said that and something i thought was so cool because i got to be at rupaul's drag race today i won't be giving any deep spoilers away here <laughs> but what i loved was how much they were talking about how you 
Rue had instructed them to sort of step away from yeah. their perfectionism. And I think yeah. that's such an imp- – I mean, will you talk a little bit about that? So well, this is uh, – yeah, this season, I don't know. Michelle's not there when I go do the walkthroughs. But, Michelle, you know, I, I've – I heard tra- you've been getting deep. I'm I've trying something different before. Mm. Before with the walkthroughs, I wanted to be indifferent in a way and just sort of draw information out of them. This season, which we're talking about season 10 of Drag Race right now, I go back there now and I go, okay, you know what, bitch? Let's just break this shit down. You know right. what I see you're doing? I, I actually oh, talk so to them. them out I'm on... calling them out and I'm saying, you know what? You, you, madam, are producing yourself. You want to produce how people watching will see you. Perceive. And I says, you know what? By doing that, you don't allow us to fall in love with you because you're not you're not being your authentic self and then there's another kid there i don't want to give anything away uh there's another i call everybody a kid so that's yes. not a clue no. you yeah. fucking thirsty bitches out there who and are trying to figure things we're out looking at you yeah. reddit yes yeah. yeah uh who i told who i, I he, this person is worried that i'm gonna find out they're a fraud and i said you know what everybody feels that way it's not just because you're we feel that way Everybody walking through life. Everybody feels that way, you know? Every, you know, not even on stage being critiqued. Yes, yes. So anyway, long story long, I'm doing this other thing back in the workroom where I'm just saying, you know what, bitch? Let me just break it down for you. And in, before, that was different from before. I would yeah. try to draw things out of them before. Now I'm just telling them Do shit. Do you see the difference? <laughs> Do you see the difference yes. on them? Yes. You, you heard it today. Yeah. Uh, you heard them saying, oh my God, you oh my me. God. You shook me. Yeah. Yeah. They were shooketh. Yeah, they were yeah. shooketh, exactly. Collectively. Yeah. So yeah. you mentioned therapy. Do you have anyone else in your life who's able to say, Lena, bitch, honey, kiddo? Yes. Who who is that for you? Besides hired professionals, <laughs> I would say it's my work partner, Jenny Connor. Oh, my, is that your work partner? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. She's amazing, and we have the best. We have a, an amazing relationship, and she doesn't let me get away with any shit in the best way. And my boyfriend, who is totally not amused when I am too keen on myself. And then also my family. Like so I feel really lucky because my sibling – my parents, they've never been overly impressed with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it's like when other, you know, they don't come to everything that I do. They don't come to every event. They don't mm. watch every TV show. They don't, they have their own lives that they care about way more. Mm-hmm. And if they think that I'm in any way diluting myself or not having an honest reaction to my behavior or someone else's behavior, they mm-hmm. will let me know. Mm-hmm. It's like someone once said to me, like, you just have yes people in your life. Some friend I was having friends uh, fight with and I said to her, I wish I had yes people in my life. I have so many no people in my life, yeah. but I feel lucky about all the no. But people. does that make a difference? You're Taurus, right? I'm a Taurus, and so, but you know, Taurus are known for you know being bullish and yes. getting in there, and and you know, there's a real stubbornness to the Taurian way of doing things. And how do you? How are you able to separate your intuitive Taurian ways with real common sense of, of listening to someone say? You know what, kiddo? Yeah. I feel like sometimes, like I was just having this with one of my closest friends, Paul, last night. He was telling me what he thought about something and I was arguing back with him about it for about 10 minutes. And then we had like a little break because we were watching TV and I took five minutes not speaking. I was like, you're 100% right. Like Mm -hmm. usually if I have just a couple minutes of distance from Mm -hmm. the critique, I'll either go, okay, I thought about it more and you're wrong, but Mm -hmm. here's why. But Uh usually more than... At more than anything and also I don't know what it is if it's my I don't know my rising sign off the top of my head I don't know what it is but I also have a real 
people pleasing streak. Like mm. I have trouble, even though there's the Tori and Bullheaded thing, I also want to make everybody happy. So those two things are often sure. interesting. Yeah. In, what well, is I, your sign? I'm Scorpio. But I would um, venture to say that the uh the meditation has allowed you to take that step away five minutes uh watching TV, you're watching Rockford Files as I do. Of course. Um Love. uh and uh I, I venture to say that is why you were able to do that, to step away and go, oh, I did it again. You know what? You were right. You were absolutely right. Because yeah. most people your age, your success, and not just success, but you write it, you direct it, you star in it. That's some Danny DeVito shit. Like uh-huh. kids don't do that, honestly. And you're 31 years old. Like, you're a baby. So I think that Rue is right. Being able to do all that is way, way, way more advanced than most people doing what yeah. you're doing. Well, yeah. thank you. And I love, you know, you want to be surrounded by people who can tell you the truth about yeah. yourself. It's Absolutely. the most important thing in the world. And you never want to get so kind of, in, you want confidence, but you never want to get so confident that other people's thoughts and perceptions don't reach you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's and, and it's that kind of uh, collaboration. You know, you're talking about uh, uh, your co- collaboration partner. It's that kind of uh you know integration that that really makes things interesting you know when you when you i I love mixed race babies i want to mix it actually no i don't want to mix race i don't want a baby at all actually yeah don't be put planting that i don't want to plant that figuratively or literally right i was like i'd be happy to do that with you (laughs) be a beautiful baby but they're the most beautiful babies when it's just a mixture of things and you go oh my god yeah. Oh, it's just it's so like beautiful. a painting. It's a pa- yeah. it's yeah. everything. But then you do have to put it through college. It yes, you have to put it and you have college. to you have to listen to it, and then it does reflect back all of your worst qualities at times and I say, know. "You said um, you said this," and I'm like, "Did I really say that?" And, and like, you did, and they and I did. Yeah. Plus, it, in a way, aren't you a parent to all of these I am people? A hundred and how many? 27? 27? Yes, I am. Your womb is stretched the fuck out. I am. And and other parents won't say this, but there are... um, Favorite children? There are. I, you know, you know, you can't help it. There are some. Well, with 127, there's bound to be a favorite or two. (laughs) There's got... Well, that's a lot of kids. A lot of kids. Do you remember everyone who's come across the stage? I certainly do. That's I great. certainly do, and and you because she I might not remember them. what season they were on. I won't remember what season they're on, but um, I remember each of them because I live with them before they even come on the show with she the audition, yeah, the yeah. audition process, and some and you've 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 um auditioned people. It's, isn't it interesting how people who audition a lot of times they do the exact same thing because they all think, oh, this is what this is. But the one time someone does something different, you go, wait, what was that? Who is that? Yeah, who is that? You know, and even if it's not polished or it's not perfect, you go like, "I want to know about that." Yes, out there. I wish everybody knew that. When did you find that out? Was it through being a producer? I think it was through being a producer because I was never really, and I hesitate to say this because someone will murder me, but I was never really an auditioning actor because I was winking independent films, and then I was on my show, so I didn't get to have the experience. But I did have the experience of making an independent film. And submitting it to a festival and realizing the thing that made it different or made it weird or made it imperfect was the thing that was ultimately making people respond to Mm -hmm. it. And so then it was exactly that same thing, which is that every time someone comes into the audition room or I see a new actor and they make, they surprise me. Yeah. That's what I'm excited. Like, I love when I've written someone, something and then someone reads it in a way that I have no 
relationship writes it, reads that. it to me in a way that shocks me. That's brilliant. Yeah. Again, that is what the collaborative spirit is all about. It, and that's why, uh, you know, um, uh, getting outside of your own head, I'm talking to myself now, by the way, just bear with me, getting outside of my own head and being able to experience and lifting up my skirt and flying and, and not having to be so OCD and the controlling freak that I am. I can actually let some things go and have some fun. It's a matter of actually doing that. Yeah. Because I think all of us, especially as control freaks, it's a fantasy to be able to let it go. And when we do, it's like, oh my God, it's such a feeling of freedom. Yeah. You, you know, know although, so also being a Scorpio, um, you know, when, you know when, when George and I go, so, you know, I, I organize everything or I have my people organize everything. And I say, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. And I plan out. The parasailing, I get the boat, I do this, do that, and this. Um, I don't know if George has ever done that. And I don't know if I would trust him Even to when do I went it. to Hawaii for the first time, Ruth sent me a to-do list from where to eat food to where to go to this. But I, as the Virgo, yeah. appreciated every second of that. I, I would yeah. love for somebody, I would, if I could trust someone to do it, right. me, I would love it. Yeah. So here's my question. Do you think if you could, do you think that there's anyone you could trust to do it for you? Or do you think your psychology is such that no one will ever be able to do it for you the way that you do it for yourself? I think there are people out there who can do it for me. Um, I do it really well. Uh, I, I have a, a vast imagination, so I, so I can think of things that would really interest me. Are there? I think there are people out there. I haven't quite met them. You know, the people I work with here on this television show, I've worked with. I met them in the East Village uh, the, the year before you were born. Uh, I still work with them. Um, I I can trust them to come up with some things and do things. They don't plan out my vacations. No, but I, but I, I go. I like. It depends where you go. If you went to London, I can tell you. Everything you need to know, everything you need to do. I think it depends where. Like I'd never been to Hawaii and I know that you've been yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I think there's certain people that you could say, tell me what to do, where sure. to go, and you can trust them. Also, I fancy myself an investigative reporter. And you like doing that. Yeah. Love. Yeah. What a great second career for you. <laughs> yes. Yep. Get ready. I'm I want Get you ready to for do the some rule files. Explosive reporting. <laughs> And do you and what are some of your current investigations? Well, um, well, there is. Um, I, I did find this foundation from um, uh, was Stila. Stila. I, they, I at the I went to Friends Beauty Supply and they were um, discontinuing that discontinuation rack, and I found this one and I loved it. So I called the Stila people and said, "I need more of that. If you're discontinuing, I need more of that." So you know, listen, I know how to um, that what is going to yeah, solve. Yeah. And that, and the that North has, Korea crisis. That really has to do with my my love for murder. She sat down and she wrote exactly because yeah. I will investigate. I'm paying attention. That's really beautiful packaging. Isn't it gorgeous? Too. This yeah. is Stila, and they're and, discontinuing it. And the fact that you're going to get... I once read that Dame Judi Dench loved a mascara, uh-huh. and they discontinued it. And so she, I think it was a mascara, not a lipstick. And so she bought all the entire back stock and put it in her freezer. <laughs> I thought that was Brilliant. so smart. Brilliant. I like, love Dame Judi Dench, I live for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I always think people who have the foresight like that to buy like three of a shirt they like in yeah. cheap stores. I'm like, does even people who show up to work and they've made their own coffee in a cup, I'm like, and it's in like one of those to-go mugs. I'm uh. like, anyone who's thinking ahead like that yeah. is deeply impressive I to love me. It. I <laughs> love it. Because I'm like running, trailing toilet paper, forgetting that I even <laughs> want to, like forgetting to eat. Like that's, so the fact that you hunted down your your foundation. Yes. 
is amazing. Thank you. Do you love a beauty supply store more than anything? I do. I do love it. I, I love any kind of store, really. I love to do some investigating to see even what's happening at retail. I don't, sometimes I won't buy anything, but I love to re- regionally to see what the buyers of this store decided that the the, the customers will want. And oh, wow. even with what's happening with textures and things, I just, I love investigating. That's such a great quality to have. Yeah. I love staying in my house. <laughs> I've got an anal fissure that needs investigation. Oh my God. Oh my God. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us, it's Lena Dunham. It's an honor. I hope to come back every day of my life. Yay. We hope to have you. It's an honor. Oh. It was a very special day. Oh, good. Good. Well, I hope you have even more fun because we got more work to do. Yes, we do. And until then, Michelle, we're going to close out the show okay, now. Okay, let's do it. Thank you so much, Lena. And uh, Michelle, until next time. Yeah. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.